Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. How many of us are parents out there that are listening today? Probably most of us. And when my children were small, that's I started my parenthood in 1983. The time since then has changed so much. My 35-year-old baby, I can't even remember some of the challenges, and he had enough challenges, let me tell you, in my world. But the parents of today are faced with different types of challenges. It seems no longer is there a controlled, even though my world was not controlled as a parent, But there seem to be more distractions. There seem to be more temptations for these children. There seems to be less structure in our lives, not only in the child's life, but also in the parent's life. All of these are causing our boundaries to shiver and quake and really not be very clear as to who we are and what we want for our lives to be much less to be provide structure for our children. Now, my guest today is indeed the authority on this, and I'm so excited that she's with us. Her name is Mary Kerwin, and she is the founder of Confident Kids Now. Her life's work has been in education. Her mission to help children and support parents to develop the confidence and skills they need grow to their fullest potential. She helps kids and the parents become more confident, happy, and successful. She's been in those trenches of teaching as a classroom teacher for over 40 years, trained in anti-bullying and conflict resolution, and is a standout in her field. Mary has a great understanding and appreciation of what it takes to make children shine and continue on a path of growth and a remarkable vision of the future. She also knows what it takes to support the adults in their lives as they try together the chickens are our babies. Besides her time in classroom, she is a confident coach and has raised four children of her own. She lives and was born, raised, and still lives in New York City. She is an educator, certified holistic coach, parent. Mary is committed to helping children and parents shift through the noise, push past obstacles, shine, and live their life 
of Dreams. Mary, welcome, welcome. We have a great topic this morning. <laughs> well, thank you, Joyce. I love... And yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say hello to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you are so committed to education. I mean... That is, and, and you have the black belt to tell us about it. You've not only lived it, but you <laughs> you lived it with your children. You've lived it with, in the classroom. And I am so struck by the lack of boundaries that we have now, the temptations and all of that, that our poor kids and their parents have to face. I mean, to me, I think it's even a little more difficult than it was when I was raising mine. Do you agree? Uh, it's, it seems to be. It seems that there are, are so many, you could be pulled in so many directions. And um, there's, you said, a lot of distractions, but there's also that we live in a 24-7 world now. I know that sounds Right, but it's true mm-hmm. with with the internet and 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 the news cycle and and everything else and and the uh, smartphones. Um, there's no shift to downtime, mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it it becomes more and more pervasive, and it becomes more and more sort of competitive to keep up with the Joneses or to, to, to try to find, because you're constantly being bombarded with this is what you need to do or this is what this one is doing. Um, mm-hmm. And if you add to that, our educational system, well, actually, uh, let's call it a school system, not an educational system, <laughs> is so focused on an end product, which is a grade uh, or, or, and not on the actual education, which is a process, Mm-hmm. Um, the economy, which is you know, parents are working and and, and struggling to 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 make a living, uh, or they're making a good good living but struggling with time because they, if you're making a good living, you probably have less time. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that that things are becoming muddled. Um, it, maybe it's not so many, so much boundaries. It's just that there's just too much of everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's so sad when I go to a restaurant and I see mother, dad, and the children all having <laughs> a family ev- family evening out, but they're actually interacting with their iPhones most of the time. Ah, uh, I, I, um, I, I, or, or, or. or kids going out, quote, quote, going out to meet their friends or parents going out or, or everyone's on their phone, you know, yeah. or they have the headphones in and they're listening to, to something. But, yeah, it's, there's, there's a, a lack of interaction mm-hmm. and um, it becomes, for the generation coming up, they, they actually don't know how to sit and converse with people in person. Because mm-hmm. as, as we all know, when you when you text, when you message someone, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot that gets lost in the translation. Um, yes. And just the simple the simple civilities of life are gone. You know, the looking people in the eye, the shaking people in your hand, you know, shaking someone's hand when you meet them and saying hello. It's it's, it's lost. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. basics of communication. 
which are in a way the basics of uh, of building confidence also. So it's it's it's, it's very hard to yeah. know what to do when you're in front of a person. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the family used to be where they really found out some of the social skills um, and interaction with people, how to address somebody, how to um, sit at a dinner table and have conversation. I don't know where they're getting that anymore unless their families do that structure for them. And I'm not so so convinced that with the, <laughs> with the order the food uh, mentality that we all have, that that's even um, part of the the conversation that goes on between parents and children anymore. Um, uh, it's hard to speak for everyone. I'm sure it does happen in some families or within the family boundaries. It's, but it's sure. when you step out of the family ba- boundaries that 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 uh. It seems lacking. You, you, yeah. you can't say what goes on inside someone's house, but you can say what goes right. on outside of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that a little bit is, you know, we want to give our kids everything. We want, we want our kids to, um, to have whatever we didn't have uh, and mm. not have whatever we didn't like. And, and we uh, a lot of times don't have the time to give them. So instead of time, you're giving them things in possession. And yeah. instead of instead of um, guidance, you know, there, there's 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 guidance and there's 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 um, orders and and the, the lack of time and the lack of uh, and and I guess a little bit guilt. We mm-hmm. kind of tend to tell them what we want, but not show them and not guide them uh, in the direction. You know, none of us are are are. are are finished. We're all works in process. Right. Um, and so you have to kind of help them along the way and, and help, help kids along the way to find, to find these things. And it's not taught in the schools anymore. It used to be, I, I mean, I, I know I'm uh, as old as a dinosaur, but when, when we went to school, when a, another teacher or uh, an administrator came into the room, you stood up and said, good morning, and then said, no. that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. When, no. you're going, when you were going up the stairs, if an adult was coming down the stairs as a class, you would stop, move to the side, and let the adult go up or down. You know, wow. And that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not at all. Um, um. And, and I... And I'm not talking about treating kids as second-class citizens. I'm just yeah. talking about showing them stability. Manners are important. Manners are important to their confidence. They know how to act. When you don't know how to act, or when mm-hmm. you think, um, for want of a better term, that the world is revolving around you because it always has, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to put yourself out and think of someone else. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. only think of your. So you only think of your ter- yourself in terms of what's going on. So if somebody isn't fi- treating you fairly or somebody is doing something to you or somebody, and you don't think about changing your behavior, mm-hmm. you think about wanting the other person to change theirs. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Mary, how did you get to this? I want to talk just a little bit about you because 
we're going to talk so much about the the structure and raising of children. But how did you get to this point where you were so committed to one the teaching, just the process of teaching, and and want to take the next step where you co- you gave your life to it, if you will. What was it that uh, really called you? Um, I. I don't remember ever not wanting to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm the, I, I really don't. I'm the youngest of uh, of six children, and my uh, I have some siblings who are, who are much older than I am. And mm-hmm. when I came along, they were all, all already in school, and some were, were on their way out of school. Some were out of school completely. Oh my goodness! And I, <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, there, there was a 21-year difference between myself and my older sister, and there were four, oh. and then and a big span, and a, 13, a brother who was 13 months older than me and me. And I always wanted to teach. I always liked to teach. I remember, and I, I remember it, and I know people say that, I remember distinctly when my, my closest brother went to school, and he went to a nursery school, and, and they told me that I was too young, and I was I remember feeling like so insulted, like, how dare you? I'm smart. I could do this. <laughs> I'm smarter than him. Uh, so, so I would teach him. <laughs> and I would teach him how to tie his shoes because I got tired of tying his shoes. And, and I always would, when my, my siblings would come home from school or work, I wanted to be their teacher. Um, they say it was because I was bossy. I, I like to think because I like to share information. Um, yes. So I've always, always wanted to do that, and I never, uh, I can't say I never lost it. There were a couple of things I thought maybe in the interim as I went through schooling that I wanted to do, but they left, that lasted a nanosecond, and then I went back <laughs> to teaching. Yes. And, and I loved it, and I loved being in the classroom, and I, I taught early childhood, and I taught um, elementary and I worked in a school that went up to eighth grade so I even did a stint in the you know junior high which was not um it's not my my uh, niche as, as they yeah, say I got it but <laughs> but they, they yeah. seem so old to me after dealing with you know young young kids but uh well actually I, yeah, I never the young ages are so important so important because you just build so much yeah. on their skills in those early years. I, you know, yeah. I totally get the junior up. I mean, they're so busy dealing with their world that um, it's it's a different classroom, if you will. When they're younger, I find them as being very innocent and willing to work and, and adapt. Is that true? I've never taught in that. I actually got my degree, but never did actually practice in the classroom outside of my student teaching. But um, and it, it was always in the um, upper education. So, is it um, Mary? Do you find that the younger were you drawn to them because they were nicer, or you felt more of an impact that was happening with your teaching, or why was that? Um. It's- it's interesting because now I have, when I was there, I absolutely thought that I could have the most impact the younger they were because as they mm-hmm. got older, the older they got, the more you have to undo and redo. 
Yes. The, 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 the habits, because in order to, to switch a habit, you have to kind of replace the habit, the undesirable habit with a, a desirable one. Yes. Um, but as I'm, I, I'm moving, and, and now that I'm looking at it from a different perspective, and even toward the end of, 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 uh, of my teaching career, I, I, um, I saw that the need in the upper grades also, because because I felt the way I did and felt that I should have kids be, uh, feel like they had power in the classroom. And I, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, but feel right. that they had a, um, they, they were a part of the learning process, that they were a part right. of, uh, that, that they were valuable, that we had, and I would always say we have, this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, an institution of learning and you're a part of this institution. And this mm-hmm. is a, you know, a cooperative classroom because it, Really, I'm not the only, you know, I'm not the only one who teaches in a classroom. It's, it's the kids learn from each other. Yes. Yeah, that's Probably true. Probably more so than you. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, so I think that every age uh, is, 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 a, is an important age to bring the love of education and, and, and they may not love every every lesson that you do, but the actual love of education, the love of reading, the love of learning, uh into into every age and then it would be you know, it would be a better better place the schools would be a better place to be. Uh they would include everyone, which is I think in the, in the classroom, which is incredibly important. I think that there's so many kids who are disenfranchised now because um, it's everybody wants to be and and, and 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 I hate to put it on parents and teachers also the adults there everybody's looking to be the best instead mm-hmm. of to do their best mm-hmm. um, and then and then if you want to do your best you have to include helping other people with that and and um, being yeah. a part of the learning environment. Uh, and then yeah. that, you know, as a student and as a teacher and as a parent and, um, not everything, not everyone does everything the same way. So, right. so some, okay, some Mary, I've, better. I've got a question oh, for you here. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the new thing that's come on? And I don't know, it just didn't, wasn't there when my children were growing up, uh, that everybody gets a, trophy for participating whether they excel or not they get everybody gets a trophy you know when they go out and compete on on different things now in, it seems as though just from my opinion that they don't learn how to lose not that i think uh losing is so great i personally didn't care for it but it <laughs> did uh sort of teach me that there is losing and there is winning and the thrill of winning feels so much better <laughs> than, the thrill, than the sadness of losing. But aren't, isn't that an important part of development? So losing and fa- yeah, losing and failing is, 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 the, is, is a necessary step to succeeding and being successful. Mm. It's, in, in knowing it, um, that that whole uh, everybody needs to have an A at the top of their page. Everybody needs to be um, 
quote, perfect. And, and, and perfect kind of sometimes is the enemy of good because, again, it goes to be best instead of your best. Mm. If you're doing yeah. your best, you're winning. Even if you're not at the top of uh, the top of the charts or the top of the leaderboards, yes. uh, it just means if, if you just take everything as as perfect, or if you give everyone quote to, to, to use a phrase to give everyone a trophy, it, it it makes it almost impossible for you to improve mm. because you don't know where you're not. You don't know where you're you're, you're, you're or what you do, but it doesn't matter as much where you're. You, you need to build upon your your skills mm. and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't build resilience. Mm. And resilience, resiliency, you know, that grit is, is an mm-hmm. important factor in life. If you look at all the um, people who are the elite athletes, the people who are top in their field, mm-hmm. they work very, very hard to get where they are. Now, it yes, may not seem do. like work if you're loving what you're doing, but I'm sure right. sometimes it still seems like work. But in order to develop that, mm-hmm. you have to learn it. You're mm-hmm. always getting what you want. And when, um, I mean, we've had, as a teacher in school, you had it when, when someone got a B or a C or failed a test, you know, the parent would be, you, you wouldn't see the test. Um, and, 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 and I, it's, they're not the only ones. I don't want to just put this all on parents, but, but this right. is, this is just an example. The parents would be in your class. You hadn't seen them or you failed a test. Why did you? Why, why, why didn't you know? Why didn't you teach mm-hmm. him, or why didn't you tell him this was going to be on the test, or what this? Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to tell them what's going to be on the test. I remember where we used to have to take notes and make our study guides up. Well, now they're, the kids yeah. are handed the study guides and they're handed the notes, and parents will say, you know, well that wasn't on the study guide, so you'd have to mark the mic for that one. <laughs> oh and, dear. Yeah, but yeah. that's not learning. I get it. You want the, you know, that's where the the, the product becomes more important than the process. Mm-hmm. And and you can't and you can't have a kid, you know, a kid go into sixth or fifth grade and expect them to be able to do that without mm-hmm. building those skills. Right. And I, without them I, being emotionally and you know mentally and physically, and everybody grows, you know, according to their own schedule. So that's lost in schools now. Yeah. I want to share this with you in, in my audience. Um, I am studying with a man on public speaking, and he was a football, a very successful football player, and until he played for the Houston Oilers. His name is Bo Eason. And he played until he had seven knee surgeries, and then he couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> But his story is so compelling. He grew up on a farm in Oklahoma. And what I have learned just from the six months that I've been with him is the importance of um, learning the way he learned. He would get up at 5 o'clock every morning, 4 o'clock, and go out and toss footballs. He and his brother. But they had this this ethic, work ethic, if you would say, that they knew had to be developed. And it's been quite interesting because, of course, he has a large uh, athletic following. And I've met some really awesome athletes. But 
it just was so so interesting to me, Mary. I don't have that in my DNA, it seems. But when I talk with somebody that has it, I am just in awe of how that happened. Um, I think it, his, their, their father was a, you know, a loving but very strict man. And both those boys went off and created fabulous lives. So, and then he moved and adapted this into the career acting. And then he's now adapted into teaching speaking. But I, I'm sharing that because it was such an eye opener for me to see, actually see. And he talks about this on this on the stage of his path to get to the football field. And uh, I, I just have never had that. And so have you, have you ever been around somebody that's so committed to something like that? It's really not just you go out and practice a little and throw it out there and see what happens. I mean, there's almost, uh, it, it's the ritual of, of going over and over and over I I just think that was awesome. It, it was a great learning lesson for me. And I do think that's lacking. I don't know how they get that. I mean, he's very unique that he got that lesson so early. Well, he probably got part of that is because he was on the farm, and you and and, and and there's a work ethic on a farm. If you if you own a farm, you and I'm a city girl, but 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 I, I've seen people on the farms and in that mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. work, that whole get up early in the morning and plant seeds and. That 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 is a um, an, it, it's, it's inspiring, you know. So you, and, and everyone helps out in that kind of situation. Yes. Um, yeah. And and if any anyone you see uh, on the silver screen, as they say in the movies, anyone you mm-hmm. see on TV, any athlete you see, any pro athlete you see on the field, mm-hmm. they had that. They had a goal and a dream, and they were willing to work for it. Yeah. And they had people who supported them along the way. And even, you know, when they're at the top of the game, they still have coaches who help them along the way. And yes. we want to, by, by wanting to give our kids everything and not have them make that struggle, you know, that, that when, when someone gets hurt, you have to give them a lot of drugs right away or you have to give them this, you know, you don't want them, that don't cry, I'll take care of it, I'll take care of it. Or they, mm-hmm. when a baby trips and falls, you go, if you ever think about that, I'll, when you think about it, we all learned how to walk. We all had it. Mm-hmm. That's determination. You know, you stood up, you fell down, you picked yourself up, <laughs> and you tried it again. Yeah. You know, so we all had it at one point. Right. Yeah, um, we did. To do that. Yeah. Um, but but if you look at it, when the babies get up and they walk and they fall down, if they fall down, they look around and then they kind of get up again. If they fall down and someone goes, oh, my goodness, or ooh, and you run over to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, They're we quiet. do tend that. Yes, yes. You you kind of helicopter well, over your kids and want to protect them from all harms, and I get that. But yeah. it's important. They it's need to be able step. to to have to, to do some of that themselves, and they need to be able to take calculated risks. Um, oh, 
Well, Mary, we're going to I'm going to save that for after the break. We're going to take a short break here because risks are big and they are important. So we will be back shortly to talk more with Mary. Transformational coach, motivational speaker and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Mary Kerwin, and she is the founder of Confident Kids Now. And I'm going to give you the information, or she's going to share with you the information, how you can find her as we continue talking about children and how to build confidence in our children today in this world that we live in. Um, Mary, one of the things that, that I know I have spent a lot of my life was creating and building confidence in all areas of my life. You know, I'm confident in some, but a little weaker in some of the other areas, but what are some of the things that we need to remember or help? What are the building blocks to helping the child become confident in who they are? Well, we 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 touched on on some of them, and 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 in in my system there are four basic, or in my mind, which is my system, there are four <laughs> basic components to, to, yes. to, to, to confidence. It's what I've seen in the classroom. It's what I've seen, you know, in the world today, and mm-hmm. and um and you need a combination of these. And confidence is not going to mean that you're you're never going to be hesitant about doing something, but it's it's going to it's going to give you the uh, wherewithal to move through it um uh, and and basic basically to to to, to um to nutshell so, it to put it in neat little packages it's, it's mm-hmm. you, you need you need the attitude that you can succeed and i don't mean an yes. arrogant attitude but you need yeah. to believe that you can do this and when something goes wrong and and and, and it doesn't happen your way if you don't have the attitude that this can be done 
you're going to give it up, but mm-hmm. among other things. So if you have the attitude that you can do it, um, backed by a plan and backed by action, because attitude with nothing else is, is just attitude, uh, it's mm-hmm. arrogance. Uh, so, so building the attitude and building the belief that you could do it and, 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 um, building resiliency is a part of that. The grit that we were talking about, you Mm -hmm. have to be able to fall down and get up. You have to be able to fail and move forward and take that mistake, that failure, that however you want to fall and, and, and look at it and say, this is what I did. What can I do differently to make this better? Because mm-hmm. the, the resiliency is not just doing the same thing over and over again, banging your head against the wall, because, you know, that's the definition for something quite different. Um, <laughs> and, and to have those core values, to, to, to instill in your kids mm-hmm. those values. You know, everybody, when you, when you say, I want my kids to get good grades, I want my kids to do well in school, uh, but you complain about them having to do summer homework because they work so hard all year or complain mm-hmm. about the homework that they have because you want them to play ball and go out and have fun. And, and, and I, I do know that sometimes that gets overwhelming and sometimes the homework is ridiculous, you know, it's, but, but, mm-hmm. but, but you complaining about school or to get up and go into school, oh, like we have to go into that school, you know, it's another day of school. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, partly attitude and part, and, and, and part, if you value education, you have to value right. the learning experience. Right. If you value... So, so are you telling uh, me that if a child develops confident, confidence in one area, has success in one area, so that they know they can handle this area. They excel, maybe, or they just feel more confident and secure in that, whatever it could be. could be math, could be painting, could be whatever it is, um, the yeah. arts, whatever. Is it easier for a child then to make transition into the uncomfortable areas easier? Or Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, because if you have the attitude and uh, resiliency and the value that this is important, and, 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 and the last part of that one is, I think, is dreaming. You know, if you, can, you, know, if you, if you uh, we, we, we tend to take their dreams away from them. Oh, you can't do that. It's too hard. You know, I want to be, I, I want to be a firefighter when I get older. Every, you know, Yes. Be every little kid's dream. Well, oh, well, that's nice. But, you know, firefighters don't make any money. You should really, I want you to be a doctor. You know, you, you know they have a, um, then, then the plan is, you know, then, the, then, the, then their mind starts to work in a different way where they can, they, they, their, their, their plan is there. They, they, they can think about something. They can feel, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can do it again. Um, I could just try to get in a different way. Yeah. Uh, schools now, I mean, unfortunately, from when I first started teaching, it was the, the goal was to educate the whole child. You know, you, you yeah. took into account all of these things, and and unfortunately now it's just about the product. And and this is my this is this is my soapbox. This is my soapbox. Yeah. But you know, education is a process, and not everyone is going to get an A. And not everyone is going to be able to, quote, pick something up, you know, or learn something at the same speed as everybody else. 
And that's mm-hmm. okay as long as they're working toward the goal, as long as they're moving along the continuum and knowing more today than they knew yesterday and actually learning it, not just being able to spit it back for a test and then, you know, and then it's out of their head. Yeah. Uh, is it- uh, so, and, and there are always going to be some kids who are better in math and better in reading, but, but that doesn't mean that they're not, that there's anything, quote, wrong with them or that they're not right. good students with it's they're working when I was growing up I you know I was I was told all the time that I was brilliant and and I chose I chose to believe them uh, but it was anything <laughs> worth doing is worth doing well right yeah. so yeah. If, if, if that's your if that's your litmus test you know that you do anything yeah. everything to do well it doesn't mean you're always going to do perfectly it doesn't mean you're always going to succeed but you're going to do it to the best of your ability right yeah. So if you, you go believe, in with that, go ahead, go ahead. do you believe the adage that they should do everything? In other words, you know, I exposed my son to basketball, to softball because he was a boy. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm being very honest here, <laughs> but he was not, that was not his thing. I mean, we, he did more bird watching than he did ball watching you know, in the field. And so, um, so I, you know, I just got the message that's not his area of expertise. He's extremely bright and intelligent. And today I'm very proud of him, but don't put him on the football field because he won't <laughs> shine. But well, it's, I, not his, it's, it's not his, it's not his Yeah, I got it. So, um, but it, you know, at the first we expose them to all of this. Is that a good thing, or should we pick up that maybe our child isn't that good, or does he need to discover that himself? Um, or does he already know ex- it? <laughs> yeah. Ex- exposing them to things is never, you know, is not actually having them have to compete and buy in it. Um, and and they need to, it needs to, it needs to be their goal. It can't, it can't really be your goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for them to be able to, if they if they're, they're if they're fighting for your goal, it's not it's they're, they're losing themselves in it. You know, yeah. Unless they unless they, um, and it's very easy to um, confuse what you want for them with a core value. You know. Definitely. Um, yeah. Because I see that much better now, can't. Mary, than I did when I was a mother. <laughs> you know, not yeah, that I really well, pushed them that hard, but I think being parent, uh, parent is one of the hardest jobs. You know, I I still it, struggle it, with parenthood. You know, an adult, yeah, parent over adult. I know has its own I, I, uh, issues. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't stop you. Don't stop being a parent because they reach a certain age. Just, you know, <laughs> things don't happen when there's not a magical <laughs> switch that turns things on and off. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like they, when you deal with um, little kids, you know, you think, well, I'm not going to do that because they don't. They, they, parents who speak for their children, I'm not going to speak for them because they're going to. No, there's not a magical switch that turns it on and off. You have to guide them along the way, and they have to you have to bring them to to uh, to um, to where they want to go with, with by, by by helping them, not doing it for them. But um, back to 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 
exposing them is, is fine. Making them do something they don't want to do or they're not comfortable with or just because everybody else is doing it is, is part yeah. of the, um, I think, part of the, want of a better word, problems of today. Like kids are very overscheduled because, like, uh, FOMO. You, know, you, you don't want them to miss out on anything, so they have to do everything. And yeah. they're overscheduled and overbooked and over overtaxed and under under undernourished and under under don't get enough sleep. You know they they're, they're mini adults. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. don't want we yeah. don't want that for them. I mean I know I know we do, but we we don't want that for them as much as we might think. We want them to have all these things. We don't want them to be so taxed. Um, and they're they're to love playing baseball. And, and if you yes. took it away from them, they would be devastated. And they should yeah. play, you know, all, all sports. Um, right. And there are kids who don't care about it. I mean, right. I, I'd prefer to see kids develop love of reading. Uh, <laughs> yes. Even if they don't read well, you know, just have make sure they read a book. And if you read to them every night or read with them, and I don't mean make them read to you, I mean sit there and read while they're reading as they get older. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I had with my four kids, each of my kids is that no matter what, I read to them at night. And it was funny when the older kids got older, I would be reading Goodnight Mood to the baby and, and they would all be coming and sitting around me listening to Goodnight Mood, <laughs> which they probably heard about a gazillion times in their life. But uh, um, yeah, it's you great memories. <laughs> yeah. Develop, well, you'll you know, be happy to you know, Mary, my son is a, has grown into a teacher. Um, oh. He loves being in the classroom, and so he's walking uh, yeah. in <laughs> That's that's it. And and schools don't measure things like creativity. Schools don't measure things like uh, the you know the 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 artistic lean of of of, of some students. Mm-hmm. Um, test scores measure facts. They don't yes. measure. They don't measure feelings. They don't measure growth. Unless mm-hmm. you can look from one to the other. But the way the tests are designed now, I think that they don't even measure growth. You used to be tests mm-hmm. were a way of seeing how well you taught and how well they learned, or, or mm-hmm. where, not even how well they learned, where they were in the learning process. Yeah. But now tests, tests are a definitive measure of everything. And, and it, 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 people don't really work that way. Yeah. <laughs> Minds right. don't work that way. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I call the school system and not an educational system. Yeah. And so, Mary, and, how and, do you how do you work with a, a is it the parent you work with or the child you work with? Because I know you do a lot of workshops in the New York area, and hopefully you'll you'll do some in uh, other parts of the country. I think maybe you're going to do some in Atlanta. I'm guessing, um, but um, how? Is it the child that you draw in, or is it the parent that you draw in to the workshops that you do? When I first, well, when I first started, I worked strictly with kids, and I worked with them in the, in the New York area because it's, I really feel that with children, you have to have them present in front of you. You can't do it online. You know, yes. it, it just gets lost in the translation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, 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 I do workshops, and and. Things that are experiential, I do a cooking class, and people don't 
connect that to confidence, but it has all the components that you need. You start with something and you build skills and you share with people and it becomes, it becomes a, a, a successful activity and it builds their confidence. It, it, it improves reading and sequencing. It improves, it improves math and science. I mean, it encompasses a lot of different things. So that's one way I could do some cooking with kids. Uh, and other yeah. activities experiential activities where they're doing something, they're starting from something and building their skills and, and, and abilities along the way to be able to kind of share it with the world, however small or big their world is, and uh, bring it out. And, that's comp- and, and that, that builds confidence. It, it includes all of the components, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of the four components. Um, and I'll do some three-day workshops for when school is out and, and, and other things, transitional workshops for kids who transition from junior high into high is hard or oh, yeah. or or elementary school into junior high is another hard one. Or just, you know, just, yeah. just kids who, who need, who need, who, who, um, a, a short, I'm sorry, I'm studying. A short work, <laughs> workshop okay. to help them build it up, so, to, to give them some, some strategies. With parents, I do it online. I have, um, I do, do, I do do workshops and I am, um, doing, starting, well, I started it last year, but I'm, I'm going to pick it up again in October, uh, a monthly, speaker series where either myself or mostly other people come in and we'll talk on, speak on topics that are of import to parents you know, mm-hmm. uh, across the board. Uh, so that's kind of helpful. They do a mini workshop or, or, or give a lecture uh, mm-hmm. on things like ADD, ADHD, or, or uh, the importance of music in the classroom. It's just a, uh, oh, a lawyer yeah. is, spe- is speaking about everything that they need to know in New York, you know, legally with their mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the uh, speaker's workshop. And um, So do you do other- anything with anti-bullying, which that seems to be so huge, uh, or I hear about it a lot, Um is there, can you do that, or is that primarily one-on-one that you... That's, that's a child? part of the group. That's a part that the, the, the anti-bullying and the conflict resolution and all these things are, are, are all wrapped up into what I do. You know, okay. it's, it's included in the, in, in the confidence building because, because again, if, if you're confident, you, you bullies pick on people who are not confident. Um, right. And, and, and bullying is a is a term that's, I think, very loosely used um, mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Some things are, some, not that it's desirable behavior, but some of the undesirable behavior that's labeled as, quote, bullying uh, is, is just a, a growth. Oh. I know, I know that it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a growth issue. You have to, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. to have, have, have kids be able to um, develop the attitude and the resiliency and, 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 the, and the core values that are going to help, help them not be bullied. Because it's, it's, it's yeah. easier to change yourself than other people. Uh, if right. someone is being physical, and there's absolutely, not, you know, there's, 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 that's, that's uh, breaking laws. But yeah. to deal with people who are not being, quote, nice to them, 
or a mm-hmm. picture on them. Um, if you think about it, they're not going to pick on someone who shows confidence. And, and, and if you can be part of that is that is, is to, to carry yourself in a certain way. And another part of it is to know what to do when bullies, yeah. when, when you feel like you're being picked on. And that's yeah. all a part of it. Um, and it's a, you know, bullying and conflict resolution kind of go hand in hand. Right. Uh, so if, um, I'm going to and, share And I give your... these skills to parents. I'm sorry, I give these skills to parents through, uh, I have online, through the workshops in person, but I also have an online, I have online parent groups. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah. And when you say online, would that be on your website or do you have, um, uh, well, I want to give them how they find you. Your website is Confident Kids kidsnow.com dot com. Yeah. And then or, um, or you my Facebook page is very easy to find me at too because the the uh I don't know if it is today but but but, but <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah that that's one way to find me and, and, and the other way to find me is on Facebook. And that one is the same uh right correct. It's confident kids now. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So now if somebody wanted to get to you because you have a wonderful offer for somebody that may have questions out there or need some uh, actual time to talk with you, what is, um, you mentioned about a laser strategy session with them as your offer. If they go to my website or they go to Facebook, okay, they should be able to uh, schedule a call with me. Okay. From there, uh, I mean that's the okay. easiest way to do that because it's not. We, we t- you tend to go back and forth with a perfect time that never really happens. But they could schedule <laughs> the call right there, and um, either on my website or on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And, and, well, and, that's, and, and then we can have a little chat. Yeah, yeah. That's a very, very nice offering that you're um, giving to them. Uh, it has a hundred and fifty dollar value, which is awesome. I know how important strategy sessions can be, particularly for the parent that is stressed. They're kind of confused. What do I do now? You know, they see their child's not going or doing or experiencing a happy childhood or success. And, um, you know, being able to talk to you, Mary, is such a valuable gift. I mean, it's sort of like a comfort blanket, you know? You just need to be able to sound it out with somebody that knows smarter than you are. <laughs> it's been well, down probably not. You probably not. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the flattery, but, but, but again, confident kids needs a confident parent, and, and you probably have all these ideas and like getting bombarded with information from a thousand mm-hmm. different places, but you have to do what works with you and, and, and and in your mind, there there are basically four different types of parents, but we're not going to get into that now. And 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 to work with, you know, you we all have it, and and and, uh-huh. and we could all give it to our kids, you know, bring it out and give it to our kids. Um, uh-huh. Making a mistake with your kids is not going to be the devastation that we think it is. Unless you keep doing it over and over again, you're doing something really detrimental to your kids. And I yeah. think that most but um, what we think we did that was terrible kind of 
maybe not be so terrible for your kids until we make it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know where this happened, Mary, but, and I don't know if it's just me, but I get um, support and confidence just expressing my idea that somebody that's more knowledgeable than I, and just somebody saying, Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's very comforting. So for that again, person we're that not, really needs Again, that. none of us are finished products. We are yeah, all works true. in progress. And, and, and it goes back to when we spoke about the football players and the elite athletes and the top people on the top of their game. They yeah. still have coaches. They still have coaches. Yes. Uh, and we could talk about Serena, but that was very sad. Uh, uh-huh. You know, to, to help them along the way because just because we we get to a certain level. A, it doesn't mean that we can't improve, and B, it doesn't mean that we're in We're not people, you know. We we have our our, our ups and our downs, and there's there's always mm-hmm. a little bit of shakiness in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And and confidence isn't isn't um, isn't that you're never gonna you're never gonna feel like you did something made a mistake or you can't do something. Confidence is the yeah. ability to move past that. And sometimes uh, to move past that, sometimes to move past that, you need to talk to speak with someone or you need mm-hmm. to have a, you know, you need mm-hmm. to hear it. You need to speak it out loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Tell someone else. Um, well, yeah. Well, Mary, we have covered so many things today because I think this is a very important topic. Um, parenting is, in its own right, a major, major job, and it's um, uh, so important in helping shape, shape additional lives. But also we're doing other things, juggling other balls at the same time. Nothing new. I mean, this is parenthood. This has always been parenthood. But I just think we have so many things coming at us today that um, not only are the parents struggling, but also the children. So, um, but as I also believe, it'll it'll all work itself out, one way or another. <laughs> one, <laughs> way, one way or another, and, and yeah, I, I mean another. the school, the educators also need to, you know are, are bogged down with. Uh, Minutia, where, where they, they sometimes get lost in the minutia and, and forget the goal of what the goal is or, or get that goal has to take second place. And the kids should always be first and uppermost in everyone's mind. You know, just, yeah. But right. let's face it, they're going to be in charge of us very soon. So we better do, we better no. do a good job with them. <laughs> we better do a good job with them. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it, it, I hope everyone. Yeah. I so appreciate that you have taken the time to come on to speak to my listeners. Um, It's um, just so heartwarming to know there are people like yourself that are so dedicated to the education world and to the development of children. If I were a parent out there, and maybe I still need to call you, but if I was younger and still doing more developing, um, I'd be picking up that phone calling Mary Carroll. Oh, <laughs> yes, for sure. So as you is your focus primarily 
in working with and doing workshops. That's your main thing right now. And that's your main tool for helping people grow and develop and process. Yeah, at this point, yes. Yes. Wonderful. Um, I do, I do, I do uh, keynotes at schools and, and, uh, and other places, but uh, I, I, I need, I have a mission to help, help, help kids. And, and, and I really uh, want to enlist more people in my mission, more adults in that mission, because again, yeah. that I think it's necessary that we're. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you today for being on my show. Um, I, I mean, you could come back probably 10 more times, Mary, and we'd still be talking about the same, <laughs> same issues here. But it's yeah. important that we keep talking, that we mm-hmm. share the importance of the message of raising confident kids and uh, healthy parents <laughs> with uh, confidence in their own rights. So I thank you very much for being here with me today. I thank you for inviting me. I thank everyone for listening. Um, and I would love to speak personally with them. Good. Oh, thank you, Mary. All right, listeners, you've heard that invitation. So if you are a parent out there that is needing some, some support, Mary has very graciously offered this support to you so you would go to either her website confidentkidsnow.com or confident kids now facebook so either way you can get to her and uh, i'm sure she'll be back in touch with you so thank you again for being with us on the show today i know i am so confident that this has been a beneficial show for you um Because, you know, we're always parents. Thank you. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 